Welcome to this second audio guide. My name's Daniel Morrison. As we begin, I invite you to spend a minute to pay attention to how God is present with you right now. Are you outside? Can you feel the cold air? Is it sunny or cloudy? Is it raining or snowing? God is as present with you as the sun or the clouds that you see and feel. Right here and right now, know God gazing at you, his creation, with so much love. God longs for you to receive and live in his love. Are there any ways that you have noticed God present to you or to people around you since you've been back on campus? Spend a minute and thank God for the ways that he has been present and working in your life and in the life of those you love these days. Today we are going to listen to a story from the next chapter in the Gospel of Luke. This story takes place while Jesus is at a nice dinner party. Jesus is a guest at a very important religious leader's house and the other guests start talking about the big banquet party that will happen in the kingdom of God. Jesus responds with a story about a banquet, so it's kinda meta. At this dinner party, in the middle of conversation about dinner parties in God's kingdom, Jesus tells a story about a dinner party. Hi, my name is Jasmia Small Jarrett. Luke chapter 14, verses 15 to 24. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, What you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Keep this story from Jesus in mind as we listen to this campus story from Kate Denson our Regional Justice Discipleship Coordinator, and the University National Justice Programs Coordinator. So about 10 years ago, I was campus staff at Georgetown University. I was a young staff and the fellowship had been through a few hard years. We'd had almost 90 students involved and over the course of two or three years, we dropped to around 20. Different campus ministries and churches came to campus with more resources or charismatic experienced leaders and the students left InterVarsity for those other places. It was a demoralizing time for me as staff and for student leaders who chose to stay. On top of that, many of the students who chose to stay had a pretty narrow conception of the gospel with resistance to conversation around biblical justice or racial inequality on campus or in the city. 
I found that same resistance as I sought to invite students to come to the DC Plunge program. Many questioned the importance of the program to InterVarsity or their faith in Jesus. Others wanted to do something more fun, or that would involve travel. As the newly minted DC Justice Program Director, I was passionate to see Georgetown students come to Anacostia and experience what God was doing there. But after a long time spent on invitations and seeking to build bridges, just four students had said yes to DC Plunge. We were the only school coming that week, and I felt strongly we needed a few more people to make it a positive experience. In the midst of my feeling disconnected from the students in the fellowship, I started making some new relationships on campus. Georgetown had an office on campus called the Center for Social Justice. They ran quite a few alternative spring break trips, and many were so popular, easily half the students who applied weren't getting into the program. I took a risk and asked my new friends who worked at the center if I could reach out to the students they were rejecting and invite them to the InterVarsity Spring Break program instead. They said yes, and even invited me to come make an announcement at their alternative break interest meeting. Additionally, I put up flyers on campus about the program. That first year, four non-InterVarsity students decided to come on the DC Plunge program. We kept this same pattern up every year I was on staff at Georgetown. So there we were. Eight students total, four InterVarsity students, and four students who had never been to an InterVarsity event before. And together, we were going to spend a week on the other side of the city learning from community leaders, studying scripture, and serving with community partners. It was less awkward than you might imagine. Everyone had shown up expecting a level of risk-taking and challenge. The second day, I remember watching one of the non-InterVarsity students, a Vietnamese student who had grown up Catholic but hadn't engaged her faith in her college experience. Watching her experience Mass at St. Teresa's, our spring break host site, was a beautiful experience. It's a charismatic, black Catholic church with a palpable sense of the Holy Spirit. I remember looking over and seeing her weep through the service. Afterward, she kept saying she had never experienced church or people of faith like that. From that moment, there was a brightness about her that followed her the rest of the week. She was eager to learn about this new conception of faith, and it was amazed seeing people who took following Jesus so seriously and had shaped every decision in their lives, where to live, what job to take, and how to go about being a good neighbor. At some point in the week, we invite people to consider how the week has shifted their perspective on following Jesus or being a Christian. We offer an opportunity to say yes to following Jesus for the first time or in a renewed way. All four non-InterVarsity students stood saying yes to following Jesus in a deeper or first-time kind of way. The four university students and I stood witness to this. We were in awe of what God was doing. While we'd been so focused on getting the same people who were refusing us to say yes, Jesus had been at work in a place we hadn't even considered. You know, honestly, the university fellowship continued to be small, and many people remained resistant to a holistic gospel approach or service. But for those who were willing, we started to set our sights beyond the people already in the room and see the bigger picture of what God was doing. As you listened to Jesus' story of the Great Banquet and then Kate's story, what resonated with you? Take a minute to ask God if there are ways that He wants to remind you how good His banquet is. Take a moment to remember the joy of times when you have tasted and experienced the goodness and beauty of the gospel of grace and justice.
What would it look like for your fellowship to be a community that echoes God's invitational heart? A community that knows deeply the goodness of God's banquet and invites others to know and participate in his community of love, truth, and justice. In the parable, the host invites everyone. He invites those whom you'd expect to be guests at the party. But he also invites the unexpected, people from communities that are marginalized, people who wouldn't expect to get invitations to the party. Ask God to open your heart and eyes to see the people or groups that maybe you wouldn't expect to get the invitation to God's banquet. Does someone specific come to mind? What would it look like to invite this person to God's banquet this semester? If you are part of a small group, is there someone that you can invite to join? Are there friends you may have assumed you shouldn't invite or thought would say no to an invitation? Who expressed interest in small group, large group, or plunge at the beginning of the year? Go back and invite them again. For today's breath prayer, you are invited to pray this phrase. Your invitation is open. Fill your banquet. As you breathe in, pray, your invitation is open. And as you breathe out, pray, fill your banquet. Breathe in, your invitation is open. Breathe out, fill your banquet. may continue this breath prayer as long as you'd like. Thank you for listening to the second audio guide. It is so good to savor God's banquet with you and think about who we could invite to the feast this semester. Tomorrow, we will continue in the book of Luke to see more of God's invitational heart and loving pursuit of people. That's the end of our audio guide today. See you tomorrow.